Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladhin astafa amma ba'd A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Waladhin jahadu fina lanahdi anahum subu lana Subhan rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wa salamun ala al-mursalin Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ahli sayyidina Muhammad Ubarik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala ahli sayyidina Muhammad Ubarik wa sallam اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم. Time is an abstract notion, and human beings have tried to make it less abstract by quantifying it or trying to trying to divide it. So, for instance, time you can divide it into years, you can divide it into months, into days, into hours into minutes and then into seconds and perhaps it's better if you leave it somewhat abstract because of just the way time works because it comes it goes it's consistently flowing it is never a stop to time irrespective of if there's a stop to us or to mankind it just continues it goes it's this continuum and so one of the ways by which you leave it abstract is by dividing time up more or less into moments. Into moments. But what's a moment? It's not a finite period of time. And it's, it can be as long as you want it to be. It can be as short as you want it to be. But it's essentially opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given all of us. That's what that's really how you would divide up time. A moment is given by us, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can get to millions of moments in my life. There's billions, trillions, whatever you want to call it. But each individual period of time, however finite or not finite it is, this has been given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the expectation of Allah ta'ala is that we fill each moment with what is pleasing to Him. The expe- expectation of Allah Ta'ala is that we fill each moment with what is pleasing to Him. There are only a certain number of things that are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. Or you could say there's a finite number of things or a finite uh, group of activities that are pleasing to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And the expectation of Allah Ta'ala when He's placed us in this world is that we maximize on every moment and we make every moment such that it is pleasing to Allah. Which then means to us that everything is dictated for us. Everything is dictated for us. If a, if we are in a particular moment, and we are, we're all at every given point in time, we're at we're 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 in we're in a moment. We're in the moment. We have to determine what will I do with this period of time? Right? Every human being has the opportunity to determine what they're going to do with a particular period of time. The expectation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we are going to use every single moment of our life to please Allah ta'ala. Now this could be very confusing. It can be very challenging if you think about it. There is, for every given moment, there are a million possibilities of what we can do. There are literally a mil- more than a million possibilities of what we can do at any given moment. And 
we see it around us, right? I mean, right now, at this present time, there are many people that are in very similar situations to us that are doing a million different things. Some people are in a particular place, some people are in a particular gathering, some people are uh, saying certain things, some people are listening to certain things. They're all making this conscious decision to spend their moment in that way. We all have the freedom to choose how we want to spend each individual moment of time. We have that freedom, we have that luxury, it's this flexibility that Allah Ta'ala is just the way He's created the universe. But the expectation is that we're going to use it such that it pleases Him. And so you can imagine that this would be a bit challenging. Because of all the possibilities, we have to identify at this present moment what deed will be most pleasing to my Lord. Or at, of all of the possibilities, of all the things that I could do at this very moment, any action or any thought that I can have at this moment in time, what will be, what of, of the millions of possibilities, which is the one that I should be doing at this particular time? That could be very challenging. Right? It's challenging because, number one, there's the possibility to do things that are displeasing to Allah Ta'ala, and you have the ability to do them, you have the, the thoughts, the, you know, you, it comes across your mind that you should do these things, so you have, even within the realm of those things that are displeasing Allah, you have trillions of possibilities. And then even in those things that are pleasing to Allah, you also have plenty of possibilities. You have plenty of possibilities. And sometimes it's difficult to, to, to decide, well, which is, what is it that I should be doing at this very present moment? Right? For instance, you have, you, even if you look across righteous actions, right? you have salah, you have reciting the Qur'an, you have sitting in dhikr, you have reciting salawat in the Prophet you have giving sadaqah, you have coming to the masjid. I mean, all of these things are, you can say, inherently righteous deeds. And even within that, it's very difficult to decide, well, which one at this present moment is my Allah expecting from me? Now, thankfully... Because this can be such a confusing process, you know, for us to actually identify, we have this template to follow. And we're very fortunate that we have this template. And that template is the sunnah of the Prophet We have this template, which is a sunnah of the Prophet which basically is this manual that tells us that at every given moment in time, what should I be doing? And if we were to adopt the life of the Prophet make it our own life, and fill every moment of our life with the way Rasulullah filled the moments in his life, then, we would, then, 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 then there would be no issue. Because essentially what we're doing at that point is we recognize that the Prophet maximized in every moment that Allah Ta'ala gave to him. And if I want to maximize on every moment that Allah Ta'ala gave to me, then all I have to do is follow him. All I have to do is follow him. And follow him... Uh, exactly the way he lived his life is exactly how we how we live our life. Now you look, for instance, you know this at this present moment in time, the best deed that a person could be doing. You know, we're in the season of Hajj, so at this, you know, on the uh, the eleventh of the Hijjah, uh, the best deed, the best, the best way by which we can spend our time is by being physically at the Hajj. Right, that's the most pleasing right now. That's where Allah Taala's attention is. The, and the Yawm al-Arafah, which is the ninth of the Hijjah, which is just two days ago, that's where Allah Ta'ala's special, uh, special mercy is showering down, and from there it's then sort of spreading across the rest of the universe. So at, you know, for these particular days, the best deed that we can be doing is going for the Hajj. Okay, and the Prophet ﷺ did that. 
Now, maybe we don't have the opportunity to do it. So then there are then secondary possibilities, right? Because if you don't have the opportunity to perform what would be best at a particular moment, well, then that's not what's best for you. Then you have to determine, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? So we know that, for instance, the, the first 10 days of the Hijjah are those that are very of utmost importance, and a person should really strive in performing deeds during, during the first 10 days of the Hijjah, right? That's a time where you reflect and you spend your nights worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whereas maybe other times of the year you may spend your evenings or your nights, you know, let's say, helping other people. But during these 10 days, these are the nights that you be completely focused. Uh, it's interesting too, even, you know, when we are, we, the, for, for those that don't go for Hajj, we are basically commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to participate in the Eid. Right? It's a celebration. So on the 10th of the Hijjah, if you aren't physically there and performing the Hajj, then for the rest of the Ummah, the Prophet has identified for us what exactly would be most pleasing to Allah ta'ala. That you'd think, okay, what would be most pleasing to Allah ta'ala? I have, in this particular moment, the most pleasing to Allah ta'ala would be that I recite Quran. Most pleasing to Allah ta'ala would be that I... Uh, you know, sit in, in the remembrance of Allah. But but the Prophet through his example, we learned that these are the days that we are expected to celebrate. These are the days that we are expected to celebrate. We are expected to meet one another, greet one another, eat, you know, drink, all of these things. Then you think, well, how does that even fit, right? I mean, what inherently is 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 righteous about doing these sorts of things? Well, it's that, the reason it's becoming right, it's become righteous is because for those moments or that day, which is composed of a, you know, uh, uh, an, sort of this um, abstract um, or or a number of moments, right? We fill those by which, uh, but we we fill we fill those moments in a way that the Prophet has advised us to fill those moments. So at the times of celebration, then Allah Taala tells us to celebrate. The Prophet encourages us to celebrate. Then we celebrate, and we're doing that because in that moment, that's the best thing for me to do. And you know, there there are times when we are supposed to. You know, sit on the musalla and cry. There are certain particular you know, times of the day, certain times of the year where, where this is our attitude, where we're supposed to be, you know, really humbled and feeling sorry, and 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 and, 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 and tears should be flowing out of sadness or or hope in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But that that's not necessarily what's expected from us. You know, for instance, on the day of Eid. So it's about identifying what I can do at every present moment that would be most pleasing to Allah Taala. Now, last time we spoke about Salah, and we talked about how the importance of praying Salah when the time for Salah initially comes in, or or at least you could say when the Salah is being performed in the Masjid. So for instance, let's say, you know, 2 o'clock is a Salah time for uh, in the Masjid for, for Dhuhr, wherever, wherever you may live. 2 o'clock is a Salah time for Dhuhr. So you have to ask yourself, at 2 o'clock there are a thousand different things I could be doing. I could, I could choose to make that time the time that I'm going to go to the store and, and get my groceries for the week. I'm going to use that time to, you know, to, to pull out the weeds from my garden. I'm going to use that time to uh, take a nap. You know, I, I need a break. I'm going to use that time, you know, for, for whatever reason. Everyone's circumstance is different. But when that time hits for us, let's say for us it would be, for, depending on how close we live, between 145 or 150 and 205 or 210, the deed the, the, the that would be most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we go and perform the salah in the masjid. Nothing compares. And it's easy because we see through the life of the Prophet that he would perform all his salahs in the masjid. So at every, uh, you could say, at, there's five times in the day where there's nothing better that we can be doing than praying salah in the masjid. Nothing will compare. 
You can think of a, you can create a million excuses of why there may be something else that's more important. You know, maybe my family needs to be attended to, or maybe uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm tired and I need to sleep in, or, <coughs> you know, or, or go to bed before Isha. You know, these are the things, and we have different ways of justifying things, right? I have a very important meeting to attend. I'm, you know, I need to save the world, right? But, at, but that's not, those things are not, at that, at those particular moments, that's not what's going to be the most pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. Then why would we pursue these things? We would pursue those things that would be most pleasing to Allah Ta'ala in those particular moments. So if we look through the life of the Prophet and then we sort of compare it with our own life and see, well, okay, what should I be doing at what particular time? And alhamdulillah, we have the model of the Prophet's life to be able to decide that. And it's very simple, despite how complex we've made our lives. It's very simple. There's only a handful of things that are truly expected by Allah Ta'ala from us. We, those are highlighted through the life of Rasulullah And we basically bring those into our life and we ensure that we are doing them at the correct time. And then beyond that, in our free time, you know, quote unquote, or the time that we have available, then we seek the, the advice of our ulama, and we seek the advice of our mashayikh, and say, well, how do I spend these moments? I mean, I, I get that during the times of salah, I have to, I should be in the masjid praying my salah, or at the bare minimum, uh, I should be in some sort of congregation praying my salah. Or I could, you can say, at the bare minimum, is that I'm praying salah, right? That's the bare minimum, is that I'm praying salah when the time for salah comes in. Okay, I, I understand that I established that. I know that I have to have a certain amount of time where I spend reciting Qur'an and, and I've dedicated that time. But maybe I have a little bit more free time. You know, I know that I'm not supposed to be filling it with sin because of, of all of the things that a person can do to fill their time, uh, disobeying Allah, out, openly disobeying Allah, or outright disobedience of Allah through sin, there's never room for that. And how do we know there's never room for that? Because we never see that in the life of the Prophet Not a single moment of his life was spent in sin, so we know there's no room for that. Okay, so if I'm perform the deeds that I know I'm supposed to perform for a particular day, and I, it's not the time of salah, well then how do I fill that extra space, then if we aren't able to directly uh, drive something from the, from the Prophet, then we seek the, the advice of our, of our scholars, our elders, etc. that help us fill those moments in time. So this is, this is what our attitude should be. That I've been given, every morning we wake up and we're given a set number of moments to spend during the day. And we have to identify what would be most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the course of the day. At 7 o'clock, what, what should I be doing that would be most pleasing to Allah? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. And then even you know, when we go into bed at night, well, or even through the night, right? I mean, the night was designed for rest for the body. The night was designed for rest for the body. Or you can even say for the universe, when, when night falls, everyone's resting, right? There's just a handful of creation that maybe needs to be awake, but the vast majority of creation, in particular human beings, need to be, need to be resting during that time, right? So you could say, well, this is not wasted time, but at, for instance, midnight or 11 o'clock at night, a shot prayer has been performed. Well, there's nothing, well, then you said, what, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing at this time? And if we look at the Sunnah of the Prophet, we see that he slept during this time. So that means that sleeping or spending five, six hours of sleep is the best thing that we should be doing during that window. It's incredible. And we're being rewarded for that. We are doing what's most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is sleeping. You'd think that there'd be some other action or something else that you could be doing that'd be more pleasing to Allah, but sleeping is what I should be doing at that moment because that's what I saw the Prophet instead of doing. So we scan our lives and we, we, we try to identify, we look at our schedules, we look at the time that Allah Ta'ala has given us, and we should make sure that we use the Prophet's model 
to help us identify how exactly I should be filling my day. What are those things that are taking me away from Allah? What are those things that I thought or I think are drawing me to Allah but are actually taking me away from Allah? What are those things uh, that are going to be drawing me closer to Allah Ta'ala? What are those things that are going to be most pleasing to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala you know, at 7.35 p.m. tonight, for instance? We identify those things and then we, and, and we, when we go through our schedules with, this, with a fine-tooth comb and, 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 uh, and, and we rectify our lives in that way. This is the attitude of someone who's serious about this world and about their hereafter. Because the day of judgment will be one in which Allah Ta'ala will have us play out our life before Him. So if there are seven you know, trillion hours, or whatever, let's say there's seven trillion moments that we lived, and Allah Ta'ala is going to go through every moment with us and say, well, how did you live? What did you do at that time? And we have to be able to answer to Allah Ta'ala We'll have to be able to answer to Allah Ta'ala. If we slept through Fajr prayer, for instance, right? Then, at, and we have, the, we have the physical ability to wake up for Fajr prayer. So every single day that we miss a Fajr prayer, then potentially we'll be standing before Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala will ask us, well, what happened on you know, August 31st of 2017 at 7 o'clock in the morning? The, you had been given this time. I gave you this time. How did you decide to use that time? Right? And so every moment will then be played out. Okay, fine, 7 o'clock. What did you do at 8 o'clock? What did you do at 9 o'clock? Our whole life will be played out before Allah Ta'ala. And, and, and the hope is that we have, we will have something to show. Not that it's going to necessarily earn us anything, but because this is, this is the expectation of our Creator, that we spend the time that He's been given us in ways, in which, in, in ways that are most pleasing to our Creator. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us all the tawfiq to learn the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and fill, fill our schedules with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah ta'ala allow us to use every moment uh, of our lives uh, in ways that are pleasing to Him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from wasting wasting our time such that it is uh, it is spent in, in His disobedience. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil